Hello, governors, ladies, figures of the night. You clicked on it, so now you stop listening to it. A rando shots podcast with your right proper other human rando shot as your host. A socialist with champagne taste. Respect all the ways of the people with a mouthful of water. Nothing is better, nothing is wetter. Nothing can beat what you're about to listen to. So keep the downloads coming. The insults fucking flying. Sparing all expense in the machinations you're about to hear. And remember to keep your knickers untwisted and settle the price of your trainers. Because we at the Randall Shorts Podcast don't fucking care. Welcome to the carnival that is world geopolitics and all its inner machinations. I am your host, lovely, dashing, irresistible, stupid, and intelligent, capable and incapable as I am. Rando Shots. Appreciate you joining the mob on this wonderful and lovely day. The climate crisis is ever growing, governments are not progressing, the people are starving for content and maybe even food. Shelter is unknown. The future is completely uncertain, though scientists and Fallout developers have some ideas. But we are here in the now, and you lucky listeners have the right to listen to me travel about like a commoner on the affairs of the powerful, rich, famous, corrupt, backstabbing, polished, disheveled, and absolute fools that are those we call leaders. Do not fret. I will tell you nothing of their sort, because I am of you, the people, and that, oh, that you can bet, will make your listening experience great. Though if you are of legal age, a shot or two, blunt or bong, locked away sitting on a toilet, as you listen will definitely help, as well as grunting noises and pushing. All right, enough of this opening. Now time to turn things over to myself in front of the microphone. Hope you enjoy. And remember, Rando Shot's catchphrase, because we live in a capitalist society. How you folks doing? My name is Big Bob T. Clan III. Recently, many American states have been legalizing that there marijuana, but not here in the South. We prefer our cheap tobacco to that devil's lettuce, and we have a special for you. Most of y'all are used to that processed and flavored stuff the big corporations give you in dainty little cans, got you walk around looking like a princess in your camo jeans. Well, at Clan Farms and the Clan family, we knows how to give you the right stuff and make the right stuff. You understand? Pure, unprocessed, full leaf backer, available in bundle of 30 leaves for around $50. That's right. You can have yourself immediate access to the true nature of tobacco 
in all its purity and long-standing flavor straight from the ground into your mouth. <laughs> My wife and I are glad to offer this service. After learning how much that their smoking and chew industry makes when some feller come along trying to sell some of our local general store in his fancy Volkswagen, okay? Now, we had nothing to do with that feller going missing on account of him being all uppity and liberal. And you will not be checking our barn to confirm our story on that matter unless you want to see what's inside the barn for good. Warrant or no warrant, of course. <laughs> now, come on and settle down. Buy some tobacco and don't ask why our children each look like they are not human. They're just as God intended them to be. And a result of a little bit of incest with my sister. I mean, my wife. Anyways, come on down to the clan farm. Get yourself some backing. Teen Hook. My name is General James T. Lee. No relations to Robert E. Lee. And by order of the Pentagon, I'm offering a service and solution to the fat problem here in America. Now, I would suggest that you get your lazy ass into a boot camp within the Marines or the Army and serve your country for eight years for the best result. And avoid the pussy ass Air Force and Navy. The taxi services of the sky and fucking sea, respectively, and nothing more. If you are feeling pansy enough, you can take your ass to the Coast Guard and let them teach you how to row, row, row your fucking boat. Gently down a goddamn stream. But I am not here to speak my own opinions. I am here on the U.S. military as a whole. And you can experience the intense physical training of the Marine and Army forces within boot camps without weeks of grueling pain, shouting in your face, and breaking of your mental state to shape you into a certified weapon of Uncle Sam's lacking. Starting today, the military is bringing old boot camp sergeants back into service to offer training camps in local Walmart parking lots. Disregard the Marines standing by to kidnap those who prove to be proficient and athletically gifted. We will turn them into weapons of war. They are just a perk of the process. So you maggots, what are you waiting for? Check online through the Pentagon's website today for the nearest boot camp to you. And get your asses in shape. Uncle Sam style. And you better hope they don't get me involved beyond commercials. Because I will make so many of you cry, you lazy video game driving, drive through eating motherfucking mocha latte loving bastards. Do you understand me? Are you tired of having to hit the snooze button? And the after effects of hitting it one too many times till the alarm is completely shut off? Leaving you late for work? Late for that meeting, <laughs> or that date, well, <laughs> we have a service for you, and using our partnership with the Rando Shots Podcast, <laughs> we hope to spread the wake your ass up services <laughs> to all those willing to pay the $39.99 <laughs> a week fee, <laughs> well, <laughs> can I get an amen out there? <laughs> Now what do you get with that fee? <laughs> you get access to our collection of black wild folks to wake your ass up past the final snooze. <laughs> People such as Deacon James, <laughs> who ain't gonna ever be a pastor cause they got too many secret affairs that ain't so damn secret. 
<laughs> yeah, church. <laughs> uh, people like Mabel Freeman. <laughs> Whether you forgot to pull the food out the freezer <laughs> or coming in and out of the house doing things <laughs> and forgot your children at school, <laughs> Mabel <laughs> will wake you. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> just like a good old black woman would. <laughs> You can even book myself, <laughs> Reverend <laughs> James T. Tucker, <laughs> Reverend of the one and only <laughs> Holy Baptist gathering on the Mount, peoples of Christ and the Holy Spirit, listeners of the word and collections of the Father's Children Church out in Sally County, <laughs> where we have services <laughs> every Sunday <laughs> from 8 to 10, <laughs> 11 to 2, <laughs> and we'll feed the people church's chicken afterwards. <laughs> I will wake your ass up, and <laughs> well, in the name of God. <laughs> For an executive package price of $100 deposit fee <laughs> and 90 bucks a week now. <laughs> so come on, <laughs> get your ass up <laughs> and ensure you done woke your ass up by using wake your ass up services. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
So I know it's been a little confusing in certain cases because we are using two platforms to upload our episodes, one which is anchor.com and the other which is rss.com and both are uploading to Spotify. The Anchor podcast is having questions attached to it on Spotify and you can find that one with the society tag under it when you search up the Randall Shots podcast on Spotify and answer the polls to become involved in each episode. So hope you guys get more involved in that and follow both podcasts, one podcast, cut on notifications, etc. doesn't matter. Appreciate you guys joining us. Appreciate you entering the mob today. Hope you've had your fill of Thanksgiving fucking food. I know I have. I kind of feel fucking fat as hell right now. So, on to the meat and bones of the day. That's right. Today's narrative-focused episode is on what do millennials and Gen Z want from work and life. The two kind of tie together. I mean, (laughs) you basically have to work in today's world to survive and i don't think there's a lot of people out there that were you know how, how they say oh you kids just want to fucking play video games and fucking sit at home all day you don't want to actually do anything i don't think there's a lot of people that don't want to actually just completely utterly not work right because work has a different definition for a lot of people like when i'm working on these podcasts it doesn't feel like work But in a way, it is. It feels like something I'm connected to, something I'm growing, something I enjoy, something I like. It feels like an authentic representation of me. When I go to my regular work, you know, the one that's currently bringing in the money. Not a lot, but currently bringing in the money. It feels like work. I cock in. I got to respond to bullshit and deal with bullshit and assist with bullshit i get a lunch and i just kind of fucking barely do anything because it's only an hour and a lot of shit is very far from my workplace so i kind of just chill in my car or drive a little bit just to get away from the place and then i return and i work until five dealing with more bullshit trying to zone myself out as much as i can from fucking work so obviously I think a lot of people, if they could, would do something that feels fulfilling. That's obviously not going to always be the case. You can't, everybody can't be an artist. Everybody can't be a model. Everybody can't be a fucking rapper. There's got to be somebody who cleans the fucking toilets. There's got to be somebody who answers the help desk phone and deals with the fucking 70 year old that has been at the company for 20 fucking years and still doesn't know how to open a goddamn email. Or forgets their fucking password every two weeks. Yes, I'm speaking from experience on that one. Okay? I am. I'm fucking slightly hurt. Yes. Okay, let's move on. So, what do millennials and Gen Z want from work and life? Obviously, like I said, everything can't be fucking something that you work at, but feels fulfilling. But that is one of the things that millennials and Gen Z want can the random workplace that you go to just to get a paycheck turn into a fulfilling experience well we're gonna get into it so let's be abundantly clear 
what a millennial or Gen Z is first off. Okay, we got to know who we're talking about here. According to PewResearch.org, millennials are considered from the year 1981 to 1996. Though I say the end of that was 95, because I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What a fucking time to be born, baby. All 95 babies know that we were the, the, the fucking peak of millennials and we cannot be fucking beat. Okay? Just can't. All right? 95 was the year. Okay? If there was ever a year in human history you could measure to be the best fucking year, it was 95. Okay? According to that same report, Gen Z consists of those born from 97 to 2012. Meaning if you are currently 7 to 22 at the time of the recording of this podcast, which is the tail end of November 2022, then yes, you are a fucking filthy degenerate millennial who grew up with the shittiest of cartoons and are just getting your feet wet in life. And it sucks, doesn't it? Makes you want to have a fucking panic attack 24-7, doesn't it? Every little thing angers you, okay? Just for those that are in that 7 to like 16 range of the Gen Z, just, just a fucking warning. Every little thing at this point in life will fucking anger you, okay? I swear to God, objects like your wallet, your keys and shit, they conspire together just to fucking delay your starter day. I promise you, okay? Everything out there is designed to fuck with you. But don't worry, okay? Don't worry about how, you know, distressing it is and fucking miserable the bus looks of life, you know? Just, you know, take your goddamn liquor bottle, your CBD oil, your fucking, you know, anime binging, your social media obsession, your green smoking, because we all fucking do it, or partying to forget your troubles and sit your ass down like the rest of us and just deal with it okay just shut up take it no lube like the rest of us according to our parents it'll make us stronger in my experience it's making me want to blow my brains out unironically that's a joke you know after a while, you don't even notice the fact that you are constantly experiencing an end of the world event. Like, you know, the financial crises that occur on, you know, a clockwork basis every two fucking years. I swear to God, something is always fucked in the system, but they tell you capitalism is so goddamn great. The pandemics that come around every fucking corner. I mean, does anybody remember? Before COVID, there was the whole Ebola thing that was going to wipe us the fuck out. Like, at this point, let's just be honest. I, 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 I'm I, pretty sure... I'm not even trying to drive a conspiracy theory here, okay? I'm pretty sure someone is developing this shit in, like, a fucking lab. In, like, some cartoonist fucking fashion. Like a Megamind character. And he's doing it just to fuck with the world. Okay? Because there's always some deadly fucking disease coming out. And I... I thought we were fairly advanced medically to counter a lot of this shit. And that also is a factor of, you know, the older generation around you will not fucking listen to the warnings. Okay? Not all of them will. And it'll 
spread to some of our generation and then you'll have this shit spread like fucking wildfire and something that should have been over in a few months turns into several fucking years of goddamn fucking tear my fucking hair out now there's also wars and conflicts with you know literally no fucking purpose other than to take the resources of whatever country is getting invaded like it's there's no purpose not just russia and ukraine okay everything that america did in the middle east had no fucking purpose none we even went after the wrong people you know who the right people were does anyone know who the right people fucking were to go after to get to osama technically in a way pakistan because the fucker was chilling in the house, basically right across the border. But also, his family is a Saudi Arabian fucking family, okay? Majority of their money came from Saudi Arabia. And the Saudi Arabian government was involved in a lot of the shit that the fucking, that Osama and his group did, okay? Those are the motherfuckers we should have gone after. But we weren't going to go after Saudi Arabia because we get, you know, our old partnership with them. We use them as a proxy and a way to control the region, even though they basically fuck us behind closed doors. That's beyond the point. Again, like I said, it's a lot of complex shit. Welcome to the ride. Okay. And then you get situations like the fact that BTS has to take a break to serve military service. Because fucking Rocket Man, his dad and his dad... And the other fucking guys in North Korea fucking constantly don't want the world to have fun things. Okay? We let you have your hermit kingdom where you fucking isolate and run the fuck out of everyone that's living in it. Okay? Starve the motherfuckers. But then you gotta spread that shit to the rest of us. Okay? It's not necessary. We don't care about you as much as you think we care about you, Rocket Man. We really don't. I don't give a shit what you do in fucking North Korea. Just stay the hell away from BTS, okay? You're affecting the BTS spread across the world right now, okay? We're not going to see these guys probably until like 2025, 2026 or some shit. I don't even know how long the military service is. Or how long are we fucked? How long are we not smooth like goddamn butter? All because of North Korea. These are things you're going to have to deal with as you get older, Generation Z. Okay, these are complex, really gut wrenching things you're going to have to deal with. All right, now that we got that scary ass warning out of the way, let's get to what we're at. Okay, what do we want from work? I, for one, want my job to pay me a livable wage. Okay, I, I think that's, I think that is asking the bear. And I mean the motherfucking bare minimum, okay? You know, one where I can fit in my addiction to pumpkin spice fucking lattes and coffee because white girls were finally on to something for once, okay? They might not be able to seize at a fucking chicken, but I tell you what, they can make a goddamn cup of a fucking cup of joe fucking taste just great, fucking great, okay? And I don't give a shit if anyone judges me. Pumpkin spice all day, pumpkin spice till the day I die, motherfucker. That's real. And, you know, I don't want to have to work my ass off in multiple positions or do multiple jobs from one position and work multiple jobs just to be able to survive. I think that's the bare fucking minimum. 
It's not like I'm asking for the fucking world and for my dog to have goddamn golden shoes. I mean, the logistics around that will be just ridiculous. Okay, I mean, could we even go on a walk if he can't even lift his fucking feet because his shoes are made of gold? Now, what I'm asking for is that I be paid enough to live my life even in an entry level job. This is where I meant like the work and life come to fucking together. They can't be separated. It's impossible to separate them because you have to work to live a life. But the level at which things currently are set is you have to work a lot to live a little. If not live nothing, really. I see nonstop profits, ever increasing profits from major corporations and even small companies, despite the supposed economic downturn. Okay. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos get to piss their fortunes on everyone with outrageous $44 billion purchases of Twitter and fucking just spitting out workers at fulfillment facilities that are wearing goddamn diapers with shit in them and forced to work around workers that pass the fuck out because they walked 17 miles in the first half of their fucking shift. Why can't I get a job that allows me the opportunity from the get-go to at least afford an apartment in my area? This is what a lot of Gen Z and millennials are asking. It's something that's on our fucking mind every day. We don't want to fucking, you know, we want it by ourselves without roommates so we can have our own personal space to where we could, you know, pay off the normal bills with a few hundred dollars left over for entertainment, clothes, gifts, groceries, or I don't know, just throwing that shit in your savings so you can actually fucking go home and on a holiday and, and not feel like shit when you're when you got to ask your parents for gas money to get back to your apartment. Why do I have to stay with someone that doesn't know how to clean up after them fucking selves or or is constantly having sex when I'm not? I'm not speaking from experience on that one. OK, maybe I am. But that's beyond the point. You know, <laughs> I just want to live a life worth living rather than one that makes me think about all the ways I'd flip a whole room full of people off on my way out the door when I quit. And I'm not alone in this fact. Okay, computerworld.com has an article titled What Gen Z and Millennials Want from Employers by Lucas Mirian. Okay, and that sounds like an odd name to pull an article from. I get it. Especially on a topic like this. It'd be fine if it was talking about how to put the fucking computer together or some shit. But in this article, he pulls from two studies. A study by Deloitte and a software maker called Robin Powered. And they state that young adult workers feel burned out, face financial anxiety, are taking on second jobs, and want more purposeful and flexible work. In other words, we know that work and life are one and the same. So we want it to mean something. We want it to have a purpose. And we want to be able to do it as close to however works best for us rather than however the company thinks it works best okay because the company really in the end does not give a shit they just want you to get the job done 
but they create these rigid fucking structures so they can have people in charge of you to control the workflow when that's not really even necessary in a lot of goddamn cases and we're taking on second jobs because the main job doesn't pay the fucking bills or it pays the bills but literally leaves nothing thereafter to survive until the next paycheck so you got to take a second job just to i don't know fucking buy a shitty ass cookout tray or go to fucking i don't know walmart and target and shit and go on a shopping spree once just to treat yourself or some bullshit okay we face financial anxiety literally every fucking day i face financial anxiety today and i got paid fucking yesterday we're burned out because we're always working and there's no fun in between. It's just work, 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 fucking work, work, work. Now, obviously, you know, that is a wide ranging gathering of the topic, but it covers, like I said, the whole heap of the problem that work and life are the same. Our generation sees no value in majority of the labor we are made to commit to in order to survive. And that's just to survive, not live. And I can't stress that enough. And we don't know flexibility. We only know show up, clock in, work, or try to look like you're working, clock out and go home with little transitional time into rest and outside life mode. And only two days usually guaranteed for rest if you, you know, aren't working a part-time job that takes up one of those two days or both of those two days or a job that just doesn't give a shit and calls you in on your day off you know the ones where the boss is only in like twice a fucking week and there's always a fucking emergency and somehow your ass is the fucking superhero called ulti staff or something and you constantly get told you're needed to come in or how it's an emergency and so and so quit and this person called out sick you want to tell them that they could just fuck the fuck off because it's your goddamn day off and you don't have to come in, by which you don't because you're more than likely an hourly employee in that case. And, you know, if it wasn't fucking posted for you to work, you just don't got to fucking work it. But you end up saying, yeah, because you need the money. And then you turn and look at your pet before getting ready to go and he gives you all this goddamn judgment because once again your bitch ass is leaving and they don't have the play time they want with you but you had to and these studies point out several key points of what you are walking into as a millennial or gen z entering the workforce and this is not just entering the workforce for the first time this is entering the workforce period because of your age and not having the experience necessary to get the higher paying jobs. Although the higher paying jobs literally do the same thing as the entry level jobs. They just say yes or no to certain things. And that's basically it. They state that 46% of Gen Z's and 45% of millennials feel burned out due to the intensity and demands of their working environments. 44% of Gen Z's and 43% of millennials say many people have recently left their organization due to workload pressure. Almost half of Gen Z's 46% and millennials 47% live paycheck to paycheck and worry they won't be able to cover expenses. 
More than a quarter of Gen Z's 26% and millennials 77% agree that the gap between the richest and poorest people in their country is widening. And the overall cost of living was a major concern for both groups as well. Now, older generations such as Gen Z and boomers, of course, lived in a different world and do not understand the concerns of this situation, okay? They grew up doing literally the exact same things as us, just under a different context. They disagree with the war in Vietnam and they challenged it and protested it. Some were lucky enough to avoid it, simply ignored it, moved on with their lives. Similar to the way many, you know, millennials and Gen Z with the war in the Middle East carried their opinions on the matter. They just didn't really care. I didn't start caring about the war until about around, fuck, 2012, when I was heading towards the tail end of high school. And the war been going on since 2002, really. Technically 2001, but I don't know how early we got involved. And they didn't have to worry about college costs because it was cheaper and assistance to go was pretty easy to find and not as damning to your existence, okay? Any debt you came out with was usually fairly pretty low and there were many measures and things to assist you in paying on it. Millennials and Gen Zers, it's technically easy to go to college. Most colleges have quotas after they get the people that they do want and they'll just take fucking anybody. I mean, you've seen it. it you didn't have to go to a college to know that there are fucking idiots at goddamn college. But the difference is the cost. We get burdened with a secret debt trap as cost of college continue to skyrocket and companies loan out money to trap you even though the feds pay the loan regardless. They grew up in an era where capitalism taught you the only solution was not reform, but pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and getting on with it yourself through multiple jobs and all the encompassing concepts of the hustle. Well, let me tell you something, man. It's hard out here for a pimp, pimpette, or whatever title you give yourself when trying to get that money for the rent. And that really means something. Now in comparison to the back in my day fucking good times narrative. We want some flexibility. We want the money. And we don't want to feel like life is passing us by in the attempt to just survive. And we don't want to taste the same old stale ass pizza or cookies brought from Papa John's or their local grocery store bakery section that get brought in on Fridays under the idea of improving fucking morale. No one's morale is improved by that nasty ass Papa John's fucking pizza. And I don't mean that just cause, you know, big old Papa John's had a lot of fuck ups and is clearly a racist. No, I don't mean their pizza's nasty because of that. I mean it's fucking nasty because the goddamn sauce is garbage. It's fucking ass. It's like even when properly cooked, like the sauce is like, it's like alien goo. And it makes my fucking stomach fucked up. 
and the cookies are just i don't know they just ain't it i don't know if the it seems like the motherfuckers that bring them in always go on the time when the cookies are about to be changed over but they're not willing to fucking wait or they wait at last minute to go and buy this stuff so then they get the nasty ass fucking cookies that are on the fucking last day of fucking sale or some shit and have been sitting out there unwarmed unloved and aren't fucking soft enough so when you bite into them it's like fucking eating a partial hockey puck this shit just doesn't improve morale if anything, it makes me want to shove those fucking cookies in a disgusting ass pizza of someone's ass till they're breathing fucking pizza sauce and chocolate chips for a fucking living. So in this combination of work and life, I mean, what can, what flexibility can jobs offer? Well, firstly, they can learn how to, you know, shorten work weeks when five damn days or six and even seven in some cases isn't needed. Most people when applying to jobs will take into account the working hours of the job. You want to know when you're going to have to be at work. You want to know how much you're going to have to commit to work. Doesn't matter what job it is, everyone always wants to know that. Even if you say you don't give a shit about it in the interview and that you're always available, the reality is you're not. You want to know the time upon which the job will, will, will take from you. And if a seven-day job, say some handyman job or some shit or whatever, it might pay more. But I take the four-day-a-week job over it any day of the week. Unless that seven day job is rubbing one out on the goddamn couch. With lotion, of course, not Vaseline. People who use Vaseline are fucking weird. Okay, we don't want to wither away like our parents did and often struggled to endure by working around the clock. I work an eight to five with a one hour break. By the time I am home, it's usually around 6.15. That's after getting through the bullshit traffic of 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock. I take the dog out, I smell his shit, then I go inside and I take my own shit. Then I take a breather for a minute on the couch or my bed, and then I jump up into the shower. I'm hungry by now, but it's likely approaching 8pm, so my food options are limited in a city like Raleigh around that time. Some of you may be more fucking lucky depending on where you live. Now I could cook, or I could just go out and get something to eat, but whether I cook or drive to get something or have it delivered, it takes about an hour of time on average for that to happen. So say I eat, take that hour or so to get food, and say I want to play a video game or watch a movie or a TV show or some fucking YouTube. Or just scroll through goddamn TikTok and fucking fall down a rabbit hole. Whatever it is. Around 9 p.m. is when I'll do that. And most of that stuff would, you know, you do to wind down and enjoy yourself usually happens over two to three hours. I'll be generous to capitalism and say two hours. Once those two hours are up. It is 11 and the dog has to go out again. That walk takes at least 15 to 30 fucking minutes. 
by the time we get back in and all settled and good to go, it's probably almost midnight. I have to be up to repeat that whole goddamn process, including the morning part, you know, walk the fucking dog, get clothes on, you know, get a breakfast of some kind in so that we don't fucking starve to goddamn lunch, which is usually like one or two o'clock. And then be to work at eight. So I'm going to have to probably be up by six o'clock, six thirty at the latest to do all that properly and restart the cycle again. So your sleeping hours of the day end up equaling midnight, basically to to six. And that is one of your that's you know, that's if one of if you're one of those fucking real psychotic motherfuckers that falls asleep within 10 seconds of placing their head on the pillow. I fucking don't. Even with melatonin and prescription strength sleeping pills, I don't fall asleep that quick. It takes me like 35, 40 fucking minutes to an hour to fucking finally fall asleep when I get in bed. Maybe I'm the only person in millennials and Gen Z that does that, but I feel like that's a common thread among everyone. Okay, because everybody knows it's not 3 a.m. as the fucking devil hour 3 a.m. is the hour where motherfuckers are posting shit on snapchat and fucking twitter and shit talking about how they should be fucking in bed but they just fucking can't because we got so much shit on our mind and that cycle extends to even the night time of that friday and kind of rolls over into the weekend which is supposed to be entirely our time but everyone knows you don't really kind of check out from work mentally until more or less the following Saturday morning. And by then you're so mentally exhausted getting out of bed is a trial and a half. Workload is a whole fucking monster on its own. Okay. We're out here. Our generation is out here doing the equivalent of 10 medieval farmers yearly workloads in a lot of jobs, especially hard labor jobs, in the equivalency of a week. Seriously. Now, you might be saying, what do I, what the fuck does I, what do I mean by that? I need more, a little, little bit more context. Okay, well, just because this is kind of me giving you subjective opinion as well as a little bit of insight from history, let it be known I went to school for history and this is where this comes from so farming was not the only thing that the medieval farmer did they did not do that shit year-round all the fucking time from day one to day 365 no one in the cities did their jobs all the fucking year round day one to day three six fucking five okay medieval farmers they farmed like four to five months out of the year Every day except Sundays and any major religious holidays or social holidays and events. Okay. They would go out, do their fucking thing. You know, plow the field, plant the seed, harvest, feed the animals, maybe slaughter a few animals, whatever they had to do. And then after they finished that, during the times of the year where there's basically no point in fucking doing anything when it comes to farming they could do whatever the fuck they wanted 
okay? They can play hide the fucking pickle all over the goddamn feudal land, their vassal's land that they stayed on. You know, they could play hide the pickle with the fucking neighbor's daughter. They could play hide the pickle with a goddamn sheep that's in the barn. They could play hide the pickle with your siblings in an attempt to copy the royals of the day. They could play hide the pickle with the princess locked away in the tower with their really, really fucked up children's stories. They really loved playing hide the pickle. But in today's world, we are doing physically exacting labor all the time. All the time. Okay, from day one to day 365. And somehow still managing to play hide the pickle. And only in West Virginia do we hide it in our sisters. That's what I mean by we are more productive than the medieval farmer and being worked way more than they were. I mean, most jobs, they only offer 10 to 14 days of PTO and sick. I mean, many, many barely give that. You know, and many of us don't really find a lot of time to play hide the pickle. Okay, I'm, I'm done with the pickle jokes. Maybe. But yeah, we're living paycheck to paycheck. Okay? And doing a lot of labor to get just to that point. And unlike the pickle... And no, I'm not done with that joke, okay? Now sit down and show me your pickle. Okay, I'm done with the joke. I'm sorry. I just really like that concept. Uh, <laughs> Upwordy.com has an article titled, New to America. What is the average monthly cost of living in the USA? Okay, so for all this work, how much of your expenses is covered? Millennials and Gen Z, we're getting into this world where we're finding that, because, you know, nothing has the same cost as our parents fucking was. And, and that's not how, that's how it's going to be. You want a teensy-weensy little bit of inflation for any economy because it's a sign that there is, per se, a growth in the economy. But not to the degree it's gotten out of hand, okay? So in this article, they round out averages for several things to create a cost of living per month. Now, some of their numbers I didn't per se agree with, but I don't know what they're pulling the averages from. Is it, I don't know if it's overall, like across the whole country, I don't know if they focus on a specific bracket. I feel like they focus on a specific bracket, probably like a middle class bracket, but that's a good gauger, okay? Because if the middle class is doing okay, then then the rest of the country should theoretically be okay. So their averages come from a collection of housing, utilities, transportation, 
food, food away from home, health care, health insurance, entertainment, gas, clothing, housekeeping, personal care products and services, and education. Guess what the grand average total of that comes out to? $5,172 a month. A month. Now, I'm one person. And I'll just say it, you know, I'll just say it. Because I like to be open with the mob, I like to be open with you guys. I get paid every two weeks. My check is usually about around a thousand dollars and fifty-three, a thousand fifty-three, somewhere around that range. Okay, if I get, and that's me getting like four hours of fucking overtime. Okay, so if I get paid twice a twice a month, I'm basically getting paid, or if I get paid every two weeks, I'm basically getting paid twice a month. So, even combining my two paychecks. Which will put me at about around 2100 2150 we'll say a month this is after my health care gets taken out this is after taxes i'm looking at nowhere near that number nowhere near okay the average cost of a house in america the average mortgage payment is like 1300 dollars. that's my entire check because what's left is gonna have to go into other shit that goes with the house, your utilities, your insurance for the house. So a lot of people are spending half, if not all of their checks. If that number is accurate for all of millennials and Gen Z, but it's not because most of us, we don't have house aspirations. We want to. But you got to get married more than likely. You got to fucking go through all these programs. You got to just put your head down and fucking work like a goddamn maniac and all this other bullshit to get a house. Something that should be a right. Okay. As a human being, the whole purpose of us coming together was to defeat nature when we were fucking still wearing goddamn cloths over our fucking private parts was to defeat nature, create communal shelter, survive, and eat easier. That was the whole purpose of humanity coming together. Humans abandoning this concept of the solo cave man with just his family and creating communities. But we don't have that right as a generation. Millennials or Gen Z, we, we you know, like I said earlier, we stay in apartments with fucking roommates and shit. Or we still live with our parents. Which it's nothing wrong with that. Okay, but our prospects in the end, we know as a group, a house is not an option for most of us. Why do you think there's so many fucking apartment complexes being built in the past like 15 fucking years? Is because the reality is there's not a lot of motherfuckers that can afford houses. The motherfuckers who bought the houses in the housing boom recently, these were motherfuckers that were Gen Xers, early millennials, so like in the early 80s, and baby boomers. 
which is going to come back to fuck them in the ass because, you know, the housing market that happened recently overpriced the fuck out of a lot of homes. But that's beyond the point. That's, you know, capitalism. That's how it works. It fucks you in the ass. That's beyond the point. So there's $5,172 a month. $5,172 a month average. You put it in comparison to tokenist.com, which has an article titled Millennial Income Statistics, and it's by a guy named Tim Fries. I really hope his family was involved in the invention of fries. Otherwise, that was some seriously trouble years as a kid. Like, how many times did this man hear the joke when he was eating, like, some French fries at lunch or whatever? Just like, geez, geez, Tim, I didn't know you you ate your own family or some stupid shit. I can just see it. I see it. I knew a lot of motherfuckers that would make those kind of stupid-ass, dumb fucking jokes that were so obvious. But anyways, I'm I'm getting off topic. Tim states this, okay? The average millennial makes... $47,034 a year and has a net worth of less than $8,000.03. What they do have is debt and lots of it as the average millennial has $78,396 in consumer debt. And although their individual net worth might be quite low, collectively, millennials have a net worth of $5.19 trillion. Goddamn, son. We millennials, we rich motherfuckers. We rich. Well, I mean, not individually. Or even within like familiar groups or our friend circles more like if we pulled together the like 70 so 70 million or so of us millennials and gen z and gave that collective pool of money to like six people then we would have made eight multi-millionaires with a net worth of around 837 836 million so we're rich but we aren't rich Okay, because if you take the other end of that, if you take Gen Xers and Baby Boomers and you combine them, their collective net worth would probably be, they didn't go over it in the, in the article, but it, I feel like it would probably be like $150, 200000000000000 trillion. I feel like it would skyrocket like a motherfucker. And people say, oh, you got to put in the time and all this shit. I think that entire concept is bullshit. It's putting in the time and waiting for your turn or whatever. That's got us in the situation that we currently are in. But that's a conversation for another day. So in other words, our generation has the lowest amount of gathered wealth, period. The lowest amount. We have no prospect of wealth. Okay. We are not rich. We're barely surviving. Most of us aren't even surviving. We are slowly decaying towards a death at an early age. Whether it be homelessness, starving, financial issues, basically just forcing us to a bad decision, whatever. And I know because I 
one attempt of a bad decision I have made was because of the latter. We are just broke as shit and walking around looking like we're rich because unlike Generation X, we started taking, you know, we, we took tips from gay men and started looking fire for once, okay? People started saying, maybe instead of getting on the gay couple for just killing it like a motherfucker looking clean to a T, maybe just steal some of that shit. Okay, and now everyone's fucking fashion gods, okay? I mean, we had some really bad fashion trends. And thank God we got rid of the massive oversized suit phase that many basketball players were captured in back in the early 2000s. I mean, just look at the 03 basketball draft class. Okay, their picks look like a fashion goddamn nightmare. LeBron looks like he's got 17 fucking people underneath his fucking suit. Along with him. And he's already a massive-sized individual. In essence, what I'm trying to get at here is... Our work-life balance is impossible because... Living is outpacing our own value and the value that our work gives us. Not just on a paycheck scale, but on an entire net worth asset scale. Okay? Because remember, that amount they said the net worth, that's basically everything motherfucking millennials and Gen Z can claim to clearly own. So, like, that will be your house, but not your apartment because you don't own that. Your landlord owns that. So a lot of that is just motherfuckers' cars and their clothes. And the $300 they got in savings, the $17.99 they got on their fucking Venmo, the $58 they got in their Cash App fucking wallet. That's it. And we know these companies can pay us better for the destruction of our work-life balance, right? We know that they can pay us better because where are these venture capitalist funds getting all their money? Are these billionaires that only gained money during, you know, that only gained money during the pandemic. They didn't lose money during the pandemic like the rest of us. Where is all this money? It's not coming to us not being paid to the workers that are producing all this money it's given to other venture capitalists uh, bullshit fucking technology startups or billionaires are using it to make dumbass purchases like 44 billion dollar twitter purchases or mark zuckerberg with his fucking completely fucking weird ass metaverse shit okay no one wants your goddamn metaverse mark no one no one even wants Facebook to still be around because it's spawning all these fucking Karens out of nowhere. So why does the 1-4% to 4 continue to gain wealth and the rest of us continue to gain debt? And why is it so heavily on us, Millennials and Gen Z? We don't get pay increases, the wealthy do. They get golden parachutes, and I don't mean fucking R. Kelly golden. Okay? I mean the nice golden parachute. But the entire concept of you have to wait your turn is what is keeping our generation from gaining wealth. Because majority of the jobs out there that require you to wait your turn 
do the same thing as the low end thing, just to a smaller degree and more uh, focused degree. But we're not getting paid. So our work-life balance is fucked. No matter how much better we want it to be. And it's creating problems for our mental health, our financial security, and our future. Because one of the things they pointed out in those studies, the Dilute and uh, Robin Powered points, was about retiring, about us not being sure about it. Retiring in time isn't even on our radar, right? And not just because, you know, we're young and just, you know, smoking, vibing, chilling with friends whenever we can, discussing whether Chipotle is still good or not. Now that's gotten hella fucking mainstream. Arguing over the best Starbucks drink, what video game to buy next, who has the, big the biggest uh, tits on fucking Twitch, or which app we are going to use next now that Twitter is owned by Elon Musk and his grimy, dirty hands and it. It just it kind of has that same feeling like when your parents first started using the word clout or 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 started saying no cap fellas am i right <laughs> like that's what twitter kind of feels like now okay we don't think about retirement because we just don't see the prospect of it our parents didn't have the same situation right generation xers and baby boomers they kind of came in on this golden wave. It was just like the potential was fucking everywhere, right? Especially when the dot-com era fucking exploded and shit. Motherfucking, those motherfuckers were just grabbing at fucking perks and gifts coming every which a fucking way. We don't have that same prospect. We don't. Because if you don't, if it, at this point, basically, if you don't become fucking famous... There's not a lot of shit that you can do, that you have the luck, the skill, or the chance to just get involved in. There isn't. You will be working that same dead-end nine-to-fucking-five job, coming home, maybe you get a husband or a wife, whatever, over time. But it's this, it'll be the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Our generation is not averse to fucking working yes there's lazy people in every generation and every fucking where okay but that you can't blot you can't paint a broad fucking brushstroke over the entire goddamn generation and claim that we're all lazy we don't mind working but we prefer to work at places where we feel like at least there's a purpose to it. So that way, it's not just work. And if you can't give us that, then at least provide better mental support at these workplaces. Give a little bit more flexibility. Let these jobs have you work from home three days and all this stuff. And people say, oh, they're doing it now. A lot of these companies and capitalists and all this shit are trying to get rid of it. Prime example, Elon fucking Musk. He literally made this bullshit statement after buying Twitter of Twitter employees weren't productive because they were working from home. That's one of the problems with Twitter. No, the problem with Twitter is the fact that you're at CEO now, that you own it. That's the problem with Twitter. 
Twitter was working fine. Didn't matter if a motherfucker got ban or banned motherfuckers spewing right-wing hatred from their fucking couch or a goddamn cubicle. It didn't fucking matter. We need more flexibility. If you're not going to give us the mental support, give us more fucking flexibility. Give me more opportunities to not feel like I'm at fucking work. Because you're not paying me. You're overworking me. You don't give a shit about my future prospects. I'm not thinking about retirement. The planet might be on fire half the time by the time I'm 60. And I don't mean just like California wildfires. I mean like half the goddamn planet might be on fire. I don't have time to think about retirement. I don't. You don't give me the time to think about retirement. I get six hours dedicated to sleep every fucking day. Of which I maybe get three of those. I gotta turn around and sit at work like I'm fucking peppy and goddamn happy fucking McGee. So what we want then, does it really matter? I mean, <laughs> does it really matter what Gen Z and millennials want? Does it matter if the world's gonna be ending in the future and there's no future prospect of fucking retirement, you know? Does it matter if the Florida versions of ourselves will be underwater in their outdated and suspect Yeezys by the time we're in retirement age? Does it matter if we all still wanna go to Cali and, and blaze one up like we're fucking Snoop Dogg? And retire there when half the state is on goddamn fire and the other half is in fucking is underwater. I mean, that's a conversation for another day. But maybe you have a thought on it. Does it matter? Does your retirement matter? Because, I mean, we do care. Generation Z and millennials, we do care about the environment to some to a major degree in comparison to previous generations. Okay, because the problem, it's here for us. It's affecting us. And they say, oh, the world's not, the planet's not, the planet's not warming. Okay, uh, do you see the winters we're having in Buffalo right now? That's a part of climate change, dumbass. It's not supposed to fucking be a goddamn blizzard in fucking November. A blizzard that brings like goddamn near six feet of snow. That's not supposed to happen. It's not the way the world's atmosphere and environment is supposed to fucking operate yeah you get some snow but you don't get that fucking much it's not supposed to be fucking houses falling into the sea in florida because the sea levels are fucking rising it's not supposed to be there are literal countries on planet earth that in 20 fucking years will not be here anymore and it's not because of war it's because literally Physically, the country can no longer exist because it's underwater. There are countries out there right now that in 25, 30 years will not exist solely because of climate change. Solely because of climate change. You think the Outer Banks is the coast now? Give it 100 years. The Piedmont will be the goddamn coast. Raleigh will be the coast. That is where we're going. So we care about that. We know about this stuff because it's all on our fucking face. But our work-life balance, right? Is fucked to the point where we can't even think about any of that other stuff. 
because we're so busy working just to survive. So busy working a lot just to live a little. Now, as to what we want from life, I mean, that that's simple. That is that's the simplest part of this shit. It's easy fucking peasy and compared to the work bullshit. Compared to wanting to get paid more. Compared to wanting to be able to live our lives. Not have our entire day consumed by work. Compared to not wanting to fucking be overworked. Compared to wanting flexibility from our jobs. That what we want from life part is easy. We want our lives to mean something. It's, you know, it's why everyone was a SoundCloud rapper back then with little before their name. Little Wee Wee. Little Pickle. Little Fishy. It's why we all beg for likes and whatnot on, you know, social media or interact with threads and feeds, acting like we have a fucking a goddamn PhD in 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 misogyny feminism what a pussy smells like is he big enough racism politics and who is the best at warzone all in the same fucking mind i mean some motherfuckers will literally just be on every goddamn from twitter to fucking reddit motherfuckers will be going on deep dives trying to act like they know what the fuck they're talking about when they don't We crave for social interaction. Even the introverts among us crave it. You know, we, as introvert, as an introvert, you know, we might prefer to pull this interaction from a small group of friends or through online social accounts and finstas. You know, we don't want Facebook. You know, we want our engagement our way and how we would do it. You know, that's that's our generation. We want 30 day trends and looking good always, even though we all claim that it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside, but how you feel on the inside, which, you know, I feel like is a little bit of bullshit. But, you know, that's that's beyond the point, not in the sense of like that statement is bullshit. I just think that a lot of times when a lot of people say that it's bullshit because it's coming from someone that's like caked up and all this other shit and doesn't have to worry about everything in life but that's that's beyond the point you know we want self-empowerment while also the comfort of communal force we want to be woke and comfortable at the same time which is a fucking conundrum because you can't be woke you can't understand that the basic building blocks of america is literally built upon classism and racism while also being comfortable that you live in that system we're a product of the world we grew up in and that world it's changed a lot since our youth and there are some gen z people that are still you know in their youth but the world that they thought they were coming into 
of the world that everyone thought they would come into it's changed a lot I mean it's always been a shitty world where the mob held little power and the rich and the powerful and the famous and the so-called elite that if you took away if you took away their power they were literally fucking not even be capable of doing any fucking work would always make the world's decisions because they're very they're good at one thing it's holding on to power and that might have worked centuries and centuries ago it might have worked for the medieval fucking farmer because even then he still got benefits out of that situation sure they weren't all great sure his life was in the hands of probably some vassal fucking lord but are, are we any different today and it's even worse today i feel like simply because in today's world it's not like the medieval farmer who had to think he had the ability to think and hear of different places where different things were going on and have it be told to him in this fantastical fucking way in today's world we don't there's not a safety around our existence right an understanding of safety around our existence there isn't one because we know every detail to how shitty it is how shitty it is you know in the world by simply checking our phones or or, or our computers talking in massive group chats and hanging out at whatever bar outlet we can find We are interconnected and we want for our lives a world where no part of the connection is in danger, struggle, or pain from the problems of the world we grew up in. We have come to understand that our wars are greed and resource laden and young men of our generation have had to go off and die for shit that did not matter, thinking they were dying for something else. We understand that our politicians are fucking useless and that voting is simply to establish who gets to fuck you in the next two years or four years or six years we understand that the structure is designed to where it's a wait your turn at work you're not allowed to make this amount of money because you are in an entry-level position that requires you to come in with 10 years of experience but you've got none because you're fresh out of fucking college and a shit ton in debt so you're just gonna have to delay those payments or hopefully get them knocked the fuck down meanwhile the debt on it's just rising the fuck up until one day that old shit bag who has a shit ton of money and can afford to stay alive for a long fucking time finally dies and you get that promotion and that promotion from I don't know, executive assistant, third tier, with some low-end motherfucking manager, you get shifted up to executive assistant two, with some also low-end shitty manager, where your pay is fucking nothing, and you realize the potential and promise, and what you wanted as someone from Generation Z or Millennial. You're not going to have unless there is major fucking reform. You know, 
All we're asking is an assurance of a promise of life. That's all our generations want. That's why you see us partying and and having as much fun as you can in the moment because traveling the world and all this shit because we know we know earlier than most generations have ever had the opportunity to know that this life this world isn't promised it could end in any moment even more so than you know than ever one nuke goes off and that's it the whole thing is is over So what do we want from work and life, Generation Z and Millennials? We want them to fit together in something meaningful, for them to not be a struggle. That's it. It's as simple as that. Don't make it a struggle. I feel like that's not asking a lot from the greatest nation on earth. I feel like that's not the mob making an obscene requirement. A request. I feel like I've spoken for many of us. So what do you want out there from work? How do you want your life and work to coexist? Do you want more pay? Do you want more free time? Maybe another day off rather than two? Do you want your work to provide better outlets for you to get over mental issues you're suffering as a result of it? Do do you even want your job involved in something like that? Do you have a solution to these things? I know in previous episodes, I brought up some solutions. Because some of these topics kind of pulled a little bit and blended into them. But I don't know, just ask yourself what you want in life and is your current conditions and current potential. And don't say when I say potential, don't think about where you see yourself. Think about if it's even possible. You see, they get us with that question when we're younger. They say, where do you see yourself growing when you grow up? What do you see yourself doing? Or when you're applying to college, they say, where do you see yourself after you graduate 10 years down the road? When in reality, you get out of college or you get out of high school and you start entering the world, start working, and you realize 10 years down the road, you're likely to be in the same fucking spot. Maybe you're making an extra dollar fifty more over those ten years, but it's the same spot. Cause our generation has to wait its turn. So ask yourself what you want in life and is your current conditions viable enough for you to get them? As someone young, and remember those conditions and what you want in life, in most cases, aren't insane. It's you're not asking a lot. You want a home? You want to be able to put a little bit in your savings with each paycheck. You want to be able to pay all your bills. That's the majority of people. 
and you want to be able to do that off of one job and if you decide to go get a part-time job it's extra it's not the extra you need to survive it's just the extra but before you ask yourself that question before you go and do that I just wanted to remind you that I am your host, Randall Shot, and this is the Randall Shots Podcast. You can find us on many platforms where you get your podcasts. We are on Spotify, Amazon Music, RSS.com, and many, many more. We have our Patreon up at patreon.com forward slash Randall Shots Podcast with a $10 tier and a $3.50 tier. If you wish to support the podcast, that is the best place to go do it. Perks of such tiers can be found within and will continue to increase. And it is my promise here and today, and I will hold myself to it. And I want you all to as well to keep the cost of any tiers in Patreon as low as possible. And just to keep that promise, I want to tell you guys that the lowest I could set it was $3, but you could set it the higher tiers for way, 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 way higher, like ridiculous amounts. I was just goofing around just to see how much I put in $70,000 one time and it let you do it. But $10 is enough. $3.50 is enough. If you are looking to donate any other type of way, you can reach out to me. And we'll find a way. Because at the end of the day, I ain't a bloodsucker. I'm just a speaker of the mob, and I am the best speaker of the mob. I'm a sucker just like all of you. And remember, it is all because we live in a capitalist society. Thank you for listening. To all members of the mob, peace. folks still standing around for eh? get the calls in the reform the rando shorts podcast will be back i promise you that yeah okay our host requires rest a lay down and some tea stand together listen again if the message must be replayed be not afraid people Reform and change are inevitable. And you have the bloody power. That's what you got, yeah? But anyways, to the next time on the Rando Shorts bloody fucking podcast. Make sure you share, yeah?